What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, we got part two of our celebration recap. Yeah, obviously in part one, we we uh, we left it pretty uh, contained to just the movies that were announced at Celebration, which is a whole nother conversation, um, you know, and just really only a small part of what was uh, announced at Star Wars Celebration. But um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, everything involving pretty much everything else, but particularly... Uh, some Disney Plus series uh, that were, you know, highlighted at Star Wars Celebration. Um, you know, some animated projects and other stuff that they'll be working on over at Lucasfilm. So I'm excited to uh, to get right to it. We've got a lot to, to talk about, but um, but a lot of good stuff and a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. I thought it was a, it was a big week for Star Wars last week, and uh, again, a lot to talk about. Yes, certainly a lot to talk about. Um, it's a big, big, that was a big celebration. Um, and yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. As you said, Keno, of course, we talked about the, the movies um, on our last show. And this show will focus on um, everything else. <laughs> um, all the other major, major um, announcements. I also want to give a quick shout out to the... Um, uh, to the crew that that handled the live stream, I thought the live stream was very well handled. A lot of very cool interviews, very awesome kind of things that they were spotlighting on the show floor of celebration, which I always appreciate as someone that likes to go to cons as well, particularly New York Comic Con. I always like to see what they have at the celebration show floor, and they do a great job of showcasing that um, as well. You know, and of course, shout out to um, um, Anthony Carboni, who does who was one of the hosts. And, um, uh, and all, and all the other hosts, um, as well. I mean, they all did, just did a fantastic job and, um, and, uh, and they helped someone like me who could not be there still be able to feel like I was a part of the celebration and that, and I think that's just a wonderful experience. Um, so jumping into our, uh, coverage here of, uh, the rest of celebration. First thing we want to talk about is the. Ahsoka trailer, which I think outside of the movie news is the um, biggest thing coming out of Celebration for me. And, uh, you know, as, of course, we talked about, Keno, I thought this was going to be Ahsoka Khan, essentially. I thought it was just going to be Ahsoka and just Ahsoka. It's a coronation of Ahsoka's character. Uh, yeah, essentially, just everything Ahsoka. Ahsoka is going to be in uh, the center of our future <laughs> of our like future TV stuff, like watch more Ahsoka. That's what I was expecting. I thought that was going to work. I thought Rosario Dawson was going to just be, you know, headlining everything. Um, uh, but uh, we did get a trailer that did drop online. And thank you, Kendall, for sending that to me. <laughs> to let me know the trailer was dropped. Um, you know, I watched that immediately the moment you told me. And, and, um, just my thoughts on on it on the trailer itself. Um, I thought it was good to me. I, I'll, I'll be honest. To me, I would still consider this more of a teaser. We don't. I don't know anything about this show except Sabine is in it. There was a shot of Ezra in, a, in, a, in like some kind of hollow feed or something. 
Um, and uh, there's some other people that look like Darksiders uh, walking around and they're going to fight Ahsoka. And there seems to be at least one Inquisitor that, that Ahsoka was was fighting in the trailer. I'm pretty sure that is an Inquisitor. I don't know which Inquisitor that is. There's a lot of speculation going around about who it is. But I'm pretty sure that is almost definitely an Inquisitor. Um, uh, which is crazy because, I mean, Vader's not around anymore. So what's the Inquisitor doing? But, um, but yeah, so, so that, so the trailer was cool. Of course, I think the biggest questions coming out of the trailer are who are these other Darksiders that I don't know. We don't know our Inquisitors. There seems to be a, a larger, older gentleman who in one of his shots looks like he may be in the world between worlds, which a lot of people are saying it is. I would make the case it probably is as well. Which, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the world between worlds, that is a different. It's almost like a, it's a time, it's a, it's a, a realm like outside of time and space, that was shown in Star Wars Rebels, the animated animated series, uh, which a lot of Star Wars Rebels characters going to be in this, which I think is another hint towards the world between worlds, another notch of it possibly being that space. Um. Uh, but that, but the shot of the of the. Of the big guy in the world between in in what looks like the world between worlds, it looks like that. It looks like a good translation of that in live action. So I think that's a good guess as to what that is. Um. And they also have orange lightsabers too. Him and the and the other um younger woman who was in the trailer, who also looks like a dark sider, swinging the lightsaber around very angrily. Um, looks like they have orange lightsabers. Uh, so that's another kind of interesting. Notch, but Kendall, what are your thoughts on the trailer, on all these different kind of theories and things being thrown around? Um, just, just let us let us all know what are, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, this I thought this trailer was I thought it was good. I, I hesitate to say it was great. I mean, it's good in the sense that mm -hmm. uh, I mean I'm still very excited for the show. It did not affect my excitement. Uh, at all, um, it, I thought that this trailer had a chance, a potential to be sort of a break the internet kind of trailer, or a, I thought uh, so too. at least in the Star Wars world, be like you know, oh, this is the greatest trailer we've ever seen, anything mm -hmm. Star Wars related, um, you know. And I still would argue there may have been some Rebels trailers that may have been better, you know. <laughs> uh, and that's no knock, but you know, it's early. Like make that said, case. This this trailer didn't tell you a ton. Um, obviously I don't think that we should be surprised as people that have, you know, we've been doing this show since the Mandalorian started and, uh, they've never shown us anything in a trailer to the Mandalorian, uh, or really book of Boba Fett for that matter. So, um, mm -hmm. at least this, this group of Star Wars television creators have no interest in showing us anything of, of substance in their trailers. Uh, so from that perspective, I from I should not be surprised that we have I have no idea what the story is because we never have any idea what the story is. But um, where I think that they could have been better is I think in those shots that you mentioned, you mentioned um, you know how we you know seemingly saw Ezra. I think there's just a better way that you show Ezra in this trailer. <laughs> there's got to be a better way. I the fact that I came away from it, I didn't know that was him. I didn't I didn't see him. Uh, and then you were like, oh. I, 
you know, I think there's an Ezra there in the, the hologram and he's wearing the <laughs> same exact clothes Ezra wore. I was like, yeah, I guess that's him. You know, it's still grainy <laughs> right. enough to where I'm like, I don't know, maybe some guy wearing his clothes. But, like, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that that's how they wanted to reveal Ezra. Uh, the fact that, you know, I mean, I thought the the line where they, they dropped the heir to the Empire reference mm-hmm. in, yep. in, in reference to Thrawn, uh, to Thrawn uh, was was a top 10 Star Wars trailer movie moment or Star Wars trailer moment. But I don't know if seeing the back of Thrawn's face in like the middle of the trailer was also the best way to sort of unveil Thrawn to people. Um, If you don't want to show his face for whatever reason, um, I get it. Uh, But that same shot should be at the back. It should be at the back end of the trailer. It should be the last thing we see, and people be like, "Oh, who's that guy?" For the people that don't know who he is, and for the people that do, it's just straight chills, <laughs> you know, down your spine after seeing that trailer. Um, so mm-hmm. I just think that that's that's just my own. I am not an expert. I'm a novice at, at trailer cutting, trailer editing, but uh, as just a, someone, a, a consumer, a fan, uh, I think that those would have made this trailer from like good to great, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then obviously we had the Ahsoka panel the next day after the trailer dropped and, yes. you know, that's when we got the Lars Mickelson announcement, um, with him playing Thrawn, uh, I mean, I had been saying for, for, for the last week or two that I didn't think that Lars Mickelson was going to be Thrawn. Yep. Um, and I thought that they would, that they were setting it up for especially that day when they didn't announce anything or didn't show any Thrawn. I was like, oh, no chance it's Lars Mickelson. It doesn't make sense. I Come to find out, they just were waiting to show him the next day, which, you know, is, is, is fair. Um, still had, still had its, its pop, still had its, still had its moment. Um, I probably would have just, you know, shown him, you know, and then, and then announced it th- th- there. Uh, but, they wanted to save that reveal for the Ahsoka panel, which I get it. Um, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the casting. I mean, I, you know, obviously did a great job of Thrawn in, uh, in Rebels. Uh, Thrawn's naturally going to be a little bit older. So it's not like I'm like, oh, he's, you know, he's too grizzled or too, too old to play Thrawn at this stage. Cause he's probably the perfect age. Um, and, you know, obviously his brother's got history with Star Wars as well. So, um, yeah, no, I think that this is, a, I think, I think it's a good casting. I'm excited. Uh, there are, I don't know if you've seen the comments on the, uh, the, the picture they showed at <laughs> the Soka panel where people calling him Elon Musk, you know, <laughs> a little Elon Musk looking, but, that, <laughs> but outside of that, I, 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 I'm excited about seeing Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Thrawn is, is going to be. Thrawn's it could potentially make or break the series, which is weird to say because it's Ahsoka. It's an Ahsoka series. Um, but if Thrawn is bad, um, that will be very problematic. But um, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. As sad as that is to say, yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. There's some people that didn't like Thrawn in Rebels all that much, right? Um, or were underwhelmed. I I, I would I was kind of middling with the Thrawn in, that we got in Rebels. I thought he was decent. I didn't think he was like amazing, but I, th- I thought he w- I thought he was a good Thrawn. He was he was he, he did what he could in that sandbox, like you yeah. know, 
you can only do but so much in that show. Not yeah. Not say it was a bad show, but it, it's on Disney XD and yeah. I mean, it's on it, Disney, and he's going up against the ghost. He's crew. Going up against the ghost crew. You know, it's like Thrawn in the novels going up against Luke and in, in the New Republic yeah. and I mean, a little beneath him. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. The ghost crew. I mean, I mean, it's fine. You know, so um, so yeah. So I, I thought Thrawn in Rebels was 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 good, but Thrawn in this show hopefully kind of takes it up a notch and. And, um, you know, they're already hyping him up, uh, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler, if you haven't seen the Mandalorian and not going to, you know, just, you know, skip a couple, skip a couple minutes, you know, from here, but they're already hyping him up in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to ask you about that. Not necessarily about the Mandalorian, but just more so specifically with Thrawn. What is, what do we think Grand Admiral Thrawn is? Like, what are they doing? I mean, they, they, they drop the heir to the empire reference they're not yes. they're not running away from it you know feloni doubled down again and said yeah i consulted with timothy zahn again to make sure we get this character right which is great that you know he has the relationship with zahn you know that's mm-hmm. extending over from the time that you know he consulted with him for his appearance in rebels that yep. you know they're gonna try their, to do their best to get this character right um like is is Thrawn the villain of that movie that they're making? Is he the Thanos that they're setting up? Um, I know that that is a possibility. I think that is. Um, I don't even think that would be bad necessarily. Um, but I think if Thrawn, if they're gonna do that, then Thrawn has to be great in this series. Yep, like great in this series. And then um, that if that's what they wanted to do. They're going to have to clearly differentiate him from like Moff Gideon. Yes. Like and you know, he'll be different obviously, but like besides the fact that he's just blue like cuz that's how it's going to feel even if like let's cuz I'm assuming he's going to have to win to some degree in Ahsoka. Like if there's a movie and he if he's the villain like yeah, he's gonna he have to win, probably. He, yeah. You know, if not win, then he's gotta then, at least uh, it's gotta be a stalemate draw. Yeah, like Ahsoka's gonna have to like escape or something like that. Yeah, like he can't. We can't see him running for cover. We can't see him. You know, oh, I think Thrawn's dead. You know, but maybe he's not. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like we gotta can't like, be like a, like the rebels ending. Yeah, you can't do that again because we've already <laughs> yeah. seen that, and you can't do the Moff Gideon. Oh, we was kidnapped and he got out. Like you, you right. gotta, it's gotta, be, you gotta set it up that like, yeah, this guy is unbeatable, you know, and right. So that that'll that'll be interesting. And, and you talked about his appearance in Rebels. Are you is there any like concern that that like what they set up in Rebels like isn't it's not a good launching pad, you know? Like, or are you kind of I wouldn't say are you done with this character, but like. Because at the end of the day, it's all the same, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the character that we have in, in Legends. Uh, and obviously there's there's so many more novels now and, and comics with, with Thrawn's char- character that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to just point to the to the original Thrawn books. But but with Thrawn's character in Legends, like that's what people get excited about, at least the, especially the older fans when they think about Thrawn. None of that. None of that actually happened. You have to point to the to the stuff that we have 
in canon, yep. and you got to point to Rebels for a lot of people. That's their biggest exposure to Thrawn. And you know, it's sort of sort of like you know, I joke about it on 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 Hero Talk, where you know our brother Henry didn't watch the show Daredevil, so his exposure to Kingpin was in Hawkeye. He was like, "What's what's the big deal with this guy?" <laughs> you yep. know, like he was okay, but he wasn't like he, I thought this guy was supposed to be the the best villain in Marvel history. <laughs> so right. it, Thrawn, it, he wasn't quite that, but. You know, there was a little bit of that feeling where there was a lot of hype surrounding Thrawn's appearance in Rebels for it to be, like you said, just okay. You know, just good, but not this guy, you know, give him every movie and show and everything else. So is there any concern that, you know, that that trend will continue with this appearance? Um, You know, they're, they're, ta- they, they're, they're still working with Zahn, or at least talking to Zahn. Um... So no, not not particularly. I'm not I'm not particularly concerned. Um, this show's not on Disney Disney uh, XD. Not on Disney XD. You know he's not he's fighting allowed, Ezra. He's allowed well, to maybe kill. He is, but he's allowed not to kill Ezra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's allowed to kill people. Nothing against Thrawn killing somebody. Thrawn's going to have a body count in this show. I don't know how much, but he's going to have a body count in this show. Like. Maybe not like not like rebels, but you know, like like New Republic people are gonna die at Thrawn's hands in this show. Um, so you know, I I mean, I'm not too too like worried. I I mean, I would say, and you pointed out, kind of, we do have canon Thrawn content that's not in Rebels. Like I, we have six Thrawn novels. Yeah, um, you know, and. Now, three of them are prequels to, well, they're technically all prequels to Rebels, I guess, or, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but three of them are prequels to, um, um, to Thrawn even being in the Empire. So, um, so yeah, there, there were, um, so a lot of them are just kind of just explaining like Thrawn in, with his people. How he became, how he was rising the ranks and all that kind of stuff with his people, and then how he did it with the Empire. Now I'm wondering if one of his the characters from his books, um, the uh, the the character Eli Vanto, who was like his, he was like the Watson to Thrawn being Sherlock Holmes, um, which in the original book novels, the in the Legends novels that was Pelion, who, who was in right. the Mandalorian. In the new novels, it was this Eli Vanto character who was just like a shipping guy. But then he was like a young guy, shipping guy. And then Thrawn kind of just took him under his wing and he became like a commander in the Imperial Navy. And then he now he ended up leaving and going back with the Chiss. Spoiler alert, I I suppose. But those books came out a while ago. (laughs) He ended up leaving and going with the Chiss um, at the end of the, the kind of Thrawn trilogy and all that after getting all Thrawn's knowledge and kind of being like his protege and all that kind of stuff but you know you never know he could come back I don't know but he's out there he's another character in the Thrawn kind of sphere that could show up and there are other Chiss as well that could show up uh potentially um especially if he's going to be the the Thanos supposedly of the Mandoverse um so yeah, I don't know. This it's uh, there's a lot that we don't know. I'm not too concerned about Thrawn not being written well. I think this will be 
I think I think I think one thing that'll make him particularly interesting is that this will kind of be, definitely be the first time we've seen a Star Wars villain like this on screen. Um where he's not like using some kind of crazy force powers or anything like that. Like he's just outsmarting everybody else. And the good guys don't know what to do. So that'll be that will be fun to see. And to see him, someone like him go up against someone like Ahsoka will just will also just be very interesting. So um so that should be fun. Um now Kendall, do you have any thoughts on these dark siders that, that we see in the trailers throughout the trailer as well? Um I mean I'm assuming they're working for Thrawn. So that's interesting. Mm, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um Thrawn at this point, like he is the Empire, you know? Like right. he's the last remaining remnants of the empire or something to that degree. Um, so that's exciting. I don't, I don't know again, exactly what that means. Uh, but I think that it's interesting. Um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Ray Stevens is playing the one guy and, um, you know, I think there's, there's some excitement around his character. I don't want to get too, too, too excited about all that. Cause I mean, Obi-Wan, I think some of that stuff left a lot to be desired. Um, so I'm just going to take it, take it for when I see it, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, how it connects to Thrawn and, you know, I mean, the thing about it is that like, I don't know if how many, I don't know how much of Thrawn we're going to, there, this honestly, it's a little bit of, it's not a concern, but it's, it's a little, it's interesting because like a lot of this show, I think the thing that a lot of people are going to be most excited about is the villain, you know, and that, that. And that's that's the only one part of it. I think that if you're a Rebels fan like we are, like there's a, a lot of other stuff that's to be excited about. But um, obviously, I, this can't. It's not. This isn't going to be a Thrawn show. But there's so many possibilities for Thrawn in live action, whether it be him interacting with Vader in flashbacks, you know, like we've seen in the comics, or the Emperor, <laughs> and like you know, just everything else about his his journey that people want to see uh, played out in live action that. It's not played out in this season of Ahsoka. Maybe it's played out in a movie. Um, yeah. You know, but that, I think that that inclusion of the Ghost Crew, Shamari, I think it's the, the big other thing about this show outside of Thrawn. It's getting those characters in live action. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the other thing. We saw Chopper. We saw Sabine, a lot of Sabine. I think Sabine looks fantastic, by the way. Um, how do you are you do you have any qualms or uh or uh complaints about her hair i've seen some people complain that she no have the same haircut that she had at the end of <laughs> rebels i mean no i i i know. have zero below zero complaints I, I, it's i'm not yeah you're telling me it's sabine it looks like sabine i'm cool it doesn't yeah, have to be doesn't have to be Cosplay, you know, full on. Yeah, like cosplay. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be a cosplay. It really doesn't. <laughs> you know, like like how they have Ezra wearing the exact same thing. Like if Ezra was wearing something different, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like I, uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't have to be a cosplay. You know, from from Rebels. It's it's not like oh, but the picture they showed though, Kendall, at at celebration. Even though I wasn't there and wasn't at the panel, you know, of course, it's gonna drop online. But the picture they had there of Sabine in the Sabine look. Was incredible. Yeah, it looked just like Sabine. Even in the trailer, she looks like Sabine. That was a perfect casting, I have to say. 
I don't even I don't even know if we I don't even, did we I don't even know if we heard her say anything in the trailer. It's a perfect casting. Perfect mm-hmm. casting. So um I'm sure we'll see Zeb. We already saw Zeb. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess again, but we already saw Zeb <laughs> in uh uh in the Mandalorian. Um uh so I'm I know we'll see him again because he looked great in the Mandalorian. And so we got kind of the whole crew, of course. People are, without people are not to, this is totally off topic, but people are I saw someone pointed out how like there's no excuse for like Zeb looking so good and then like the Inquisitor looking the way he did and I was Kennel. I was about to I was about to mention the Inquisitor and, and just to kind of the, the comparison between because it's weird because I was thinking about that earlier today, Kennel. Just a comparison between this Ahsoka trailer, what we got from this. And Kenny, you remember my reaction when we got that when we got that Obi-Wan trailer? Yeah. And I was like, wow, this looks good, but I don't know about that Inquisitor. <laughs> I was like, boy, I don't know, that Inquisitor. I was concerned, Kenny. Yeah. I was very concerned. And they ended up I don't know what they did. I think they fixed up the eyes a little bit. You know, they did a little bit with him so he was good enough. And, you know, he was good enough to pass, but it wasn't, it, he still wasn't up to snuff. I'm sorry. He could have, he could have looked better, but, but, you know, he, but he was, he was passable. He was a passable Grand Inquisitor. Um, but I agree with you, Kennel, that, um, they, I still haven't gotten over that, Kennel. Still have not gotten yeah. over that. Doesn't make any sense. Just, you know, just, just, just spend the money. I mean, like, even, I mean, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead looks good as Hera. Like, she looks great as Hera. You know? Like, she looks great as Hera. It should not be that much more or less challenging. It should not be that much more challenging or that much less challenging, I should say. Um, and yet that one looks... And they've made... And, and they, they made the species before in the prequels. You have the, the set. Yes. That you look, know what they look the species better, yeah. looks like. <laughs> yeah, they decided to cut corners uh, for the sake of an actor wanting to play the role, or them wanting an actor to play the role as opposed to it being just CG or something like that. But, but yeah, no. Um, the the other the other rumor slash theory slash whatever you want to call it that I've heard is that we mm-hmm. might be seeing Jason Sindula in this show, which is not a surprise given the timeline. Um, you know, uh, it's very possible. It's very uh, possible. I I don't, him. and this is gonna sound. I don't. I'm not gonna. You know, don't call me a hater. Don't oh, Shamari's uh, a hater. I don't. I all I'm all I'll say is I don't need it. I don't care. Well, okay, it's not. It's not that bad. Um, no, I care. If Jason uh, showed up. I, I would. I would care. If Jason I mean, there's up. gonna be some people that you know get you know, roll their eyes, get flashbacks to Obi Wan, and saying it's another Leia. I mean, Leia in well, Obi-Wan I mean, look, Obi show. I don't, gonna gonna like the, I don't know if Jason's going to be like the... I don't know if Jason's going to be the focal point of Who would have thought Leia? We didn't know Leia was going to be in it. And she ended up being the focal point for like three episodes. But does that even make sense? Why would... <laughs> what, what, at least Obi-Wan... At least Obi-Wan has a connection with, with Leia. What does... who? What connection does Ahsoka have with Jason Sindula? <laughs> and his parent is there. He has, he has like a parent, birth parent uh, there. All I'm saying, hopefully Thrawn doesn't kidnap Jason Sindula. <laughs> and that's, that's the story. We got to go... Rescue Jason Sindula. That's and the man kid, that ain't gonna happen. Some brat kid, you know, yelling <laughs> for three episodes. <laughs> man, that ain't gonna happen. Nope, that ain't gonna happen. There's no way. It's this so is funny because the, the show's called Ahsoka. Ahsoka when I think about Obi, I, I have not thought about the fact that Leia was in Obi Wan in for like months. Like I've thought about the show. I've thought about you know, yep. 
you know, Moses Ingram's Reva character. I've thought about Anakin and his stuff. I've totally forgot until I thought about it in this last minute that Leia was even in that show. And it was a bit, it was pretty much the whole plot of the show was we got to help Leia. And mm-hmm. it was, and, and it just like a blip, like it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's still a little, um, not, not plot holy, but just the fact that in A New Hope, there isn't more focus on yes. Leia and Obi-Wan. It's a lot like, a lot like Professor X and Mystique. Being yeah, like exactly. Brother and sister. In the, brother and sister. In the McAvoy trilogy. <laughs> and Patrick Stewart. There's no recollection of Mystique yeah. at all. No connection. It's like, man, you guys went on a whole like long adventure here. There's like no, just barely any contact. No discussion about it. But, um... But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. So, um, but I'm excited for I'm excited for Ahsoka though. It looks good. We get to see the Ghost Crew again. We get to see Thrawn. This will be quite an adventure. It's very very exciting. Um, and I have um high expectations, but I gotta see another trailer to to know just how high <laughs> I want those expectations to be. Um, so next, uh, we have the Acolyte, which I would say was, was, well, no, we got some later announcements later on, but before the other announcements that came later, this was definitely the second biggest TV thing that was shown in that first day, um, at Celebration, was certainly the Acolyte. Um, so the Acolyte, um, is the series that takes place late in the high republic era so this is a you know again about 100 150 or so years before a new hope um so you know um lots of jedi or not before a new hope before the phantom menace oh i got that mixed up 100 150 years or so before uh the phantom menace so again lots of jedi the jedi are in the height of their power all that good stuff. Um, definitely a different aesthetic, more of a knights, um, more of like a knights of the round circle kind of aesthetic. Um, much brighter colors, a more kind of like gilded, like uh, um, uh, it, well, I'll, I'll put it this way: it looks like they're they're dressed. They're not just in shabby robes. They're in like they're all decked out in their white and gold robes, very costly. You know, I don't know who's paying for all that. <laughs> yeah, all that dress for the High Republic, but they, but it's, it's, they all look very nice. Um, now we still don't know too much about the show, uh, from what I understand, and the, you know, the, the little I've read from what was shown. They did show a trailer. Um, I did not see the full trailer. I may or may not have seen part of it. I was gonna say, like, wait, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I, they didn't even stream it. <laughs> um, yeah, Let's I just not, say we somehow found our way into. We London got and footage got found our brief. way. Footage found its way to my laptop. That's all I'll say. And um, the little that I saw looked great. So, very excited for the Acolyte. Um, 
even and, and there were scenes apparently that looked even better than um even better than the little that I saw. Uh I'm talking thing people talking about there were scenes with like like ending scenes of like eight Jedi like igniting their lightsabers at once. Like it's like things that that we haven't seen since the prequel era, <laughs> you know, that everyone wants to see again. Um so and that the action looks fantastic. Um, a lot of like martial arts type style action. I, I'm, I presume similar to what we saw from Donnie Yen in uh, Rogue One, uh, which is cool. I'm down. I'm down with that. So, um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to the acolyte. Uh, the you know, um, uh, Leslie Headland seems to seems to really know what she's going for. I, I'm hearing things about like Kill Bill. Uh, like Kill Bill comparisons. Kill Bill meets Frozen is what they call it. Yeah, Kill Bill meets Frozen. Very interesting. Um, um, but yeah, a lot of the action looks uh, looks uh, looks very cool. They got a, they got a good cast. A man a got definitely got her flowers in in terms of being welcomed into the Star Wars uh universe because you know we know she's starring in this show shout out to daphne keen as well who boy she's gotten older since logan um you know for people that that's that seen that movie um uh but she is you know playing a big role in this lee jung ji um who's playing a jedi master in this in the high republic as well um um yeah so the cast the cast, and of course, Carrie Ann Moss, who's in, who was in the, the bits that I saw as well, and she looks great as well. A lot of real, just very, t- a very talented cast. I think this is flying under the radar, Kendall. I don't think people are ready, and we're, apparently, we're getting a Wookie. We're getting a Wookie Jedi in this as well. Yeah, the big man, um, Jonas. Jonas is back. Yes, who played who played Chewie? Yeah. Um. Uh, as well. Um. So yeah, this it's very. The Wookiee Jedi thing's a little played out. I was hoping he'd be the Wookiee Jedi from... uh, Because there is another Wookiee Jedi in the High Republic. (laughs) Whose fate fate we don't even know right now. He's like in in limbo right now. We don't know if he's dead or alive. The Wookiee Jedi gimmick is one of those things where you see it once, you're like, I've seen it every time. You know, so I'm, I'm curious. To see yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're 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 doing a lot with the Wookiee Jedi's right now. I'm 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 cool with it. I'm like, which I get it. I mean, it looks hell of a way to sell toys, hell of a way to <laughs> you know engage in it with a younger audience. But um, it's like they're doing, doing, doing they're doing what the what the kids did when they had the Chewy toy. They're like, oh, wait, Chewy's a Jedi now. You know, they're just like, screw it. Oh, one hundred percent. Give Chewy a lightsaber. Um. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that the the cast is is uh, is tremendous, which we've known for a while now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see. Uh, you know, I'm assuming the frozen dynamic is going to be with Stenberg's character and Daphne Keen. Uh, I'm assuming they're kind of they'll probably be like sisters. One will probably be a mm. a Jedi. One will probably be yeah. a dark side. You know, and that'll be the uh, that would be sort of the the disconnect, um, and then uh, the what we from what we've heard the story will be told from the dark side perspective, uh, as the primary ah. perspective. So, and you know, I mean, 
this this is a rare that's a rare occurrence but i would i would assume that i would assume it's gonna be stenberg's character who's, who's dark side and keen right. will probably be more on the light side but um but they will have some sort of you know bond frozen style but mm-hmm. um but yeah no that, that there's there's a lot of uh a lot of interesting people in this cast, a lot of interesting concepts being introduced. Um, and this is just one of those shows that, you know, they can go wild, man, because there's they don't have a whole lot of baggage that they have to deal with. Exactly. Like, you know, we got to make sure this connects with, you know, the, the, the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy. And this character can't be dead or this character can't be alive. And, you know, <laughs> right. We can't be doing this while this is happening because this guy is was doing this. And the, the high Republic era, I mean, they'll have some baggage in terms of make sure it connects with books and other mediums, but in terms of the stuff that, you know, a more casual audience will understand, it's a pretty blank canvas. So they can introduce a lot of new concepts. Um, one guy I'd expect that we didn't get that I I'd be shocked wasn't in it if if he wasn't in it uh, is Yoda. You know, I was just about I, to say that too. Yeah, Yoda. I mean, there's really I want no to see Yoda why fighting in this. Be, you know, unless Frank Oz is busy, <laughs> uh, I don't <laughs> right. see why you wouldn't put Yoda. In. And even if he is, man, let's get to that time where it's like we got to find some other people. If Frank Oz doesn't want to do it, we got to find someone else to do it. But um, Mark Thompson does a heck of a Yoda. Listen to the audiobook. There you go. <laughs> Um, shoot, have chat GBT, uh, <laughs> open AI, dude. Wow, <laughs> I don't know about all that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, uh, see, yeah, I'd expect to see Yoda in this as well. So, yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for the acolyte. It, I agree with you, it's it's moving up there, you know, it's been some, some, uh, what's the word? It's been some uh, apathy, I guess is the word, towards <laughs> Leslie Headland. You know, her being a Kathleen Kennedy uh, disciple, disciple. You know, course, <laughs> whatever that means, and, you know, whatever baggage that holds to, to whatever audience of Star Wars fans. But uh, from what we've seen, what, we, what we've heard, you know, there was her initial comments where she was talking about how she doesn't want Star Wars fans working on this, you know, show and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but otherwise, everything I've heard from her about this show has been pretty... Uh, exciting, so I'm excited for the show. Yeah, yeah, looking definitely looking forward to it. Also, shout out to um, uh, Rebecca Henderson who will be in the show. She'll be playing Vernestra Rowe, um, who is an established High Republic character. Uh, she's been in several, several uh, novels in Phase One of the High Republic already. Um, now in Phase One, she's young, so in this, she's much older. Um. But she used a light whip. So we'll probably be seeing a light whip at some point. You can't put her in and not have a light whip. Not show the light whip. They know they'll be getting, you know, people will be rioting. if Or High Republic fans specifically would be rioting. If you put Vanessa Rowe in this and we never see the light whip. So we're so I'm almost certain we're getting a light whip um, in this. So that is pretty, uh, pretty exciting, I have to say. Um... And her characters is a great character as well, so that should be that should be fun. But yeah, definitely looking forward to the acolyte. Um, you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking we should be getting a trailer for this sometime this year. I'm thinking one of the later things, whether it be Comic Con, D23, something. But but we're getting we're getting an acolyte trailer 
this year for sure. Soon. <laughs> Definitely very soon. Um, so next we have Skeleton Crew. Um, so uh, there was a Skeleton Crew panel. Um, Skeleton Crew footage was shown. I believe a trailer was shown um, as well. This may or may not have also found its way to <laughs> my computer in which I was able to <laughs> able to see some footage of Skeleton Crew. Now, can I be honest? The footage that I saw was it was it was sparse and it didn't show much that was extremely exciting. You know, you see a group of young people, very young, like like younglings, like kids um, going on some kind of adventure and Jude Law is there. And that's kind of. That's kind of the most that I was able to to get from it. But Keno, did you did you get anything else from it, and, and did you get anything else from anything that came out <laughs> of the Skeleton Crew panel? Um, no. All right. No. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I mean, I mean, I think that's that's what the show is, and it's one of those where I, you know, it. I've known it since the jump, but it did only further my my my. Uh, sentiment that I think that this is just them saying we need a Stranger Things show on our portfolio. We don't have anything mm. to 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 battle Stranger Things. We have nothing to go against it. It's the most popular streaming show, you know, in terms of a long running streaming show that's out there. Uh, how, well, how come we can't do that? And they said, well, why not? Let's do. It. Let's try it. And this this how we've got Skeleton Crew. Um. I'm still waiting for the reason behind this show being like important. Uh, no one's told me yet, and maybe there. And honestly, there's plenty of times. I mean, Mandalorian was the same way. We had no idea. Like, why is Mandalorian important? Outside of the fact that it was, the, I mean, you had to watch it because it was the first Disney Plus series ever, and you know, first Disney Plus Star Wars series ever, and you know, everything. You know, the big thing that they were doing outside of the movies. But, like, mm-hmm. they never told us why it was important. And then we saw Grogu in the first episode. And you're like, okay, yeah, this show is going to be important. <laughs> you know, and it's only continued to hammer home its importance. Um, and, again, the show is, uh, I believe, is produced by Jon Favreau. Uh, anything that he's had his hands on, live action, you're not going to get anything from a trailer. So, uh, mm. it feels like one of those shows where you just going to have to sit back and watch. The big question I have with this show I haven't gotten confirmation. I may have to do some more research or maybe the questions haven't been answered yet is I'm still confused as to whether or not this show will connect with Dave Filoni's movie. Uh, and if the answer is yes, I'm far more interested than if the answer is no. Um, yeah, I kind of, um, I don't think there has been any kind of confirmation. I doubt they're confirming anything about that at this point, but yeah, they could change their mind. Yeah, I don't think there has been any confirmation now. Um, this does take place in the New Republic era. So this would be, I suppose, technically in the Mandoverse era <laughs> in terms of the time period. Um, so if this, the events in this aren't taking place concurrently with the Mando, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, whatever storyline timeline at least these characters can show up i I think you can make that case favreau and filoni are producers executive producers on this show yeah that's That's definitely not by accident so uh yeah I'm, i'm willing to bet that they will 
that they will also be in Filoni's movie. Yeah, I think at least at least one, probably multiple, of the skeleton crew people will be in that movie. Now, if this is if there if what Kathleen Kennedy said about that movie, um, with it possibly taking six, seven, eight years, or you know however long she said, um, a lot of the young people in this cast will be older by then. So yep. I don't know how that's going to be navigated. Maybe there'll be some kind of time jump type thing. I mean, if it's going to be, if it's going to take place that much further in the future, um, a lot of a lot of these actors and actresses, they're just going to be older. So that's another thing they're just going to have to deal with. Um, not only the kids, but the older people are going to be older. Pedro Pascal will be older. A lot of these characters will be older. These people are going to be older. So, um, so I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, that'll be that'll be something that they have to be mindful of. But it takes place in that time period, so I'm pretty sure they're gonna. This is gonna connect to that Mando verse, and that will kind of help make this more relevant. We may have those characters show up in Skeleton Crew. Honestly, we don't even know. Um, but I have to say, kind of, I'm seeing more people, more and more people, kind of wonder why this exists. <laughs> um. You know, people that are concerned that's just why do I care about a bunch of kids? It's just a bunch of kids running around. Even people that like people that seem to have seen the footage saying, I don't know. I mean, it just looks like a bunch of kids. It's like, oh, OK. So I don't know. Um, you know, um, I mean, I'm see, I, 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 I think I just compare the people that saw the skeleton crew footage with the people that saw the Acolyte and Ahsoka stuff. And the people that saw the Acolyte and Ahsoka are like losing their minds. The people that saw Skeleton Crew are just like, oh, I'm excited to see it. You know, looking forward to seeing, it. you know, no one, no one's losing their minds about Skeleton Crew right now. So I don't know. You kind of shrug your shoulders. You're like, okay. I mean, I guess that's just what the situation is at this point. But, um, but yeah, still looking forward to seeing Skeleton Crew. Um, my expectations are, are not like crazy high. I don't think they ever were crazy high for Skeleton Crew, just based on <laughs> based on how they how they announced it. This could be a sleeper, mind you. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying it can't be. This could be they could have something crazy on their hands. I don't know. I don't even know what I don't know what the plot is, really. They're still hiding a lot, but but it is um but they're not but they're hiding a lot. We don't know much about it except it's Jude Law. As some kind of Jedi and a bunch of kids, so we don't know what's going on. But now I've seen some theories. There are some theories that the show will connect far closer to, like, the Mandoverse than we anticipate. Hmm. And you know, again, we don't know the story now, but the story could be connected to Ezra and Thrawn on some level. You know, or the story could be connected to. Grogu or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say, know? I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a bunch of kids, I mean Grogu's also a kid. Yeah. So you know, no reason he can't show up in that. Um I heard some people <laughs> I remember there was a theory way back when that uh Jude Law was playing uh <laughs> he's playing Laura Santeca. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I mean I I don't believe so, but Yeah, definitely not. That would be another Obi Wan. With him aging, aging uh, <laughs> super fast. You know, not that Jude Law is like twenty or anything, but Lord is the Lord Santeca. He was like, <laughs> in a matter of what, what's that supposed to be like? 
it's New Republic to the uh, to the Resistance. I mean, that's not that yeah. long. <laughs> um, I think you make the case that how Leia and Luke age is a little alarming. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because by the end of uh, by the end of Return of the Jedi, they're. I mean, they can't be any older than uh. Then, what 23 24 probably yeah. 24 25 it can't be any older than 25 and by uh by like the force <laughs> awakens a new hope i mean that's i mean at most by the 70 year old 60 year old yeah you know at most like 20 years at most you know i mean and now they're <laughs> like you said you know now they look like they're like 70 they're 60 <laughs> 70 it's like how did that happen you know so yeah aging in star wars people just got to be aging in star wars is just weird i guess um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to Skeleton Crew. Uh, still looking forward to it. To it, it's a new Star Wars content, and it doesn't look bad. I mean, it, it, none. I mean, none of this stuff. Disney isn't going to spend that much money for something to look bad. So it doesn't look bad. It looks good. It does look good. The little that I saw, it looks good. Um, but um, but it just it didn't show much. So we have to wait and see. So we also have Tales of the Jedi. Was announced. This was announced at a Clone Wars panel, Clone Wars um, anniversary panel, which you know. Now I'm I'm definitely never gonna miss any of those panels. I think in the last one was when they announced season seven, and then yeah. now in this one <laughs> they announced the second season of Tales of the Jedi. So never miss a Clone Wars anniversary panel apparently, because something new is gonna be announced. But man, um, I was like kind of losing it when they announced i was like what boy that was fun that was uh that was that was it was a fun panel in general because the clone wars is, it was such a great show um but that to cap it all off with that um man i so the first kind of the first season we get dooku and um i guess some ahsoka stuff as well we get dooku and ahsoka with this one, boy, I don't know what the focus. I mean, they could do more Qui Gon, of course. We could do more Mace. We got a little yeah. bit of Mace. Um, or they could focus on other characters that weren't even shown. Kit Fisto, you do some Kit Fisto. Man, there's so many, so many options. Um, I mean, you know, I'm Plo curious Kuhn. as to. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to as to how many episodes this this season is. Um, yeah, because this one, you know, the last one was only six. Uh, like they did, they did like a full like sixteen episode season, like or twenty episodes. Like, I oh mean, man, they can tell that so many be... different stories. But uh, yeah, I mean, number one on the list. It's probably Mace Windu, but they're not gonna they're not gonna do whatever I'd want to see, which is what happened to him after he fell. <laughs> uh, of course, so, uh, assuming they're not doing that story. I mean, hopefully they do that in live action. Shoot. Yeah, I mean Yoda. Uh, some would say, uh, you know, the original last season of the Clone Wars is the Yoda Tales of the Jedi uh, story, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Yoda, you know. Uh, it's a big one that they could do. I mean, Luke. I mean, imagine doing Luke Skywalker yeah. in the Clone Wars animation. Like, oh, running around man. doing stuff with the, you know, post-Return of the Jedi. Or even, like, in between. 
But see, can they can't do that because then then we would need a show. Yep. You can't, yeah, you can't do that in some just some five minutes short. No, no. Probably Luke, man. Like Luke, Luke's like Batman, you know, or Superman for DC, where it's like you can't just do Luke in some flimsy way because you're gonna ruin everything. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like after seeing, uh, after seeing, I, I recently rewatched Kendall that episode of Book of Boba Fett. Yep. And I'm just like, you know what? I just can I just get a show or a movie with this. Just do a show or a movie. I don't care what the whatever the budget is. Raise the price of Disney Plus. I don't care. I'll pay it. I just want <laughs> a show or a movie of this. Um, you know, it's man. But you know what else I was thinking of, Kendall? What if they what? did like some High Republic stuff in 100%. this Tales of the Jedi or Old Republic? Even they don't have to. They they don't have to limit themselves or Dawn of the Jedi or whatever. They don't. They can do anything. This is animation. They can do whatever they want. They could do. I mean, they're not gonna do like the Ray stuff, but they could do stuff in that era if they wanted to. I mean, they. I mean, yeah, if they if they wanted to. We don't even know what that looks like in terms yeah, of tales. Like of the even Jedi. Dawn of the Jedi, like they can't do that. It probably either. Yeah, they probably. Yeah, they probably won't do that. They got <laughs> over here before they touch that stuff. Yeah, but. But yeah, no. I mean, there's so many possibilities, uh, with these characters. Yeah, there's a ton of. There's a ton of. There's a lot of material to choose from. Um, I mean, we already know, um, and there's a, plenty of, as we, as we've already pointed out, plenty of prequel characters, uh, to choose from. It's a ton of high Republic characters to choose from that have already been established. Um, and there's characters that were also going to get in the acolyte. I mean, you could choose one of those characters if you wanted to. Um, there's characters in the old Republic is, um, uh, and I remember also I watched a um, uh, shout out to Star Wars Theory. Of course, I want to check out his videos every once in a while on YouTube. And he mentioned a, a concept of Tales of the Sith. So I was like, oh, I was th- I was going to mention that, man. I was like, why wouldn't they do that? Oh, my gosh. Or it doesn't have to have to be. Well, I don't know. I guess technically it could be Sith. But it doesn't have to be Sith necessarily. Or dark side, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to call it. Yeah. But if they. Oh, man, that would be. Better than Tales of the Jedi, almost certainly. Because um, <laughs> I mean, I just it would be. I'm sorry. Like there, there's, there's far just, more less explored stories, you know. Like yeah, kind of seen every, everything. Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi, to the, for the most part. Yeah, basically, we have we have we have kind of we have like nine what nine movies and like X amount of shows that are Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, you know, like that's what that's what they are. They're Tales of the Jedi. See, we didn't get anything Tales of the Sith. So man. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's just there's just so much that they can do. I really hope they they take this concept and just take off with it. Um, And hopefully these aren't shorts, too. That's another kind of thing. Hopefully these are like full episodes. Um, I don't know if they do that, but I'm hoping. Um, But yeah, so that was announced. We don't know anything about it. They just announced it. But um, we are, of course, looking forward to that as well. Um. Now, we also got Star Wars Visions um, as well. Volume 2 was announced. And we got a trailer uh, for Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Now, Kenno, I sent you the trailer. I said this joint looks amazing. And it does look amazing. I am very impressed. I'm even looking forward to the one by the people that made Wallace and Gromit. Um, 
I it all looks really good, really fun. Um, still very upset that none of this is canon. I still don't like it. Yeah, I still think it's a bad choice. Just just make them make stories and within the confines of canon. You know, I'm sure they wouldn't. You know, be screaming from the. I'm sure they'd just be glad to be making Star Wars. Okay, I don't think they. I don't. I don't think it would be that bad. To just say, hey, we love your studio. Can you make a store a Star Wars story within canon? You know, we can work. You can work with the story group. We can craft the story similar to what they did with uh with uh, a respawn with Jedi Survivor. Just make a story within canon. You know. Yeah. Um. But. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's what they should have done. But it still looks really good. But Kenna, what are your thoughts on on Tales of, on the on um the uh, uh Star Wars vision? Yeah, I mean, look, I I I agree. I was, I was at first a little like uh, I don't know if how I feel about them going away from like the anime aesthetic right. and you know like just basically pretending like that's not what we were sold when this was first. <laughs> they, right. uh, they first said it was an anime anime inspired studio anime studios Japanese studios making Star Wars shows and Star Wars shorts and that's not what this is now but this could be equally good you know because um, yep. at the end of the day like not every I didn't, and I, I still have to deep dive and finish every episode of, of Visions but like oh, yeah, definitely. not every single one was like you know the most serious, you know, like intense, yep. you know, <laughs> Jedi versus Sith episode. Some were a little bit more laid back, and so uh, we see that here, where some were a little more intense and some are are are, are a little less. But um, there seems to be a much bigger variety in terms of like in terms of what we're seeing, and like at the end of the day, as someone who loves animation, like I yes, I I am a fan of anime. But I'm also just a fan of animation in general, and so all of this looks interesting. Um, none of these, you know, that I look back, you know, you mentioned, <laughs> you know, Chicken Run, you know, like <laughs> yes. all of this looks good, you know. None, none of this I'm watching them, uh, you know. Yes, there are some that are going to be a little bit more like, all right, I may you know, I may not come, be, this may not be the first one that I watch, but um, I mean, the first shot of the trailer, we have the the Sith looking guy coming out i'm like this you mean tell me you wouldn't watch this yep you know like so yeah uh yeah i mean the big reason why i didn't why i didn't didn't finish the first one is because it's not canon you know so that'll always be the the drawing you know the the drawback but yeah um but no it looks good i'm excited yeah yeah that i mean it looks it looks very good i have to say um, they did not make any mistakes in picking studios. They got some high quality studios that made some high quality content uh, for them. And um, yeah, hopefully they can get. I mean, I don't know if this is also kind of a testing the waters kind of thing. If they're if they're inclined to bring any of these studios on to work with them like long term. Um, I don't know if that's a possibility, but I mean, some of the animation that we see in. They could bring some of those studios on, like that first, like that first shot that they saw, like you said with that Sith guy. I was like, wow. I mean, if they, yeah. if they had that studio do anything canon, I'd watch it immediately. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. every second of that. So, um, so yeah, I don't know, but, but um, but yeah. Either way, I'm definitely looking forward to Star Wars Visions, uh, Volume Two. 
um, which is dropping on May the fourth. By the way, boy, talk about a uh, talk about a gift with that on Star Wars Day. Um, so next thing, um, to talk about is the High Republic. So the High Republic, uh, Phase Three was announced and they revealed. I was wondering what they would even reveal, because Phase Two isn't done. So I didn't know what they would even talk about. Uh, really with this but they just revealed mostly just titles um and they didn't really reveal much in terms of plot which i was expecting because they're holding a lot close to the vest um and um uh and yeah so they they kind of just revealed the titles um and with the timeline of the releases so it looks like the releases is going to, are going to start uh, later this year, which is very exciting, of course. Um, so we get the the uh, uh, first novel, The Eye of Darkness, um, that releases in November of 2023, uh, and which would uh, seemingly be about Marquion Rowe and him being as menacing and, and calculating as he is. And a lot of, it seems to be, of course, it's called The Eye of Darkness, so it's, it seems to be a story told from the dark side i guess quote-unquote perspective um yeah a lot of i'm not gonna go through every novel here but over the next few years we're gonna get plenty of novels of uh, adult novels young adult novels um of course you have your middle grade novels um another uh, manga that's gonna be coming out as well uh which looks sick by the way they look they have a uh, some of the uh, panels they showed, it's very graphic, um, but it looks crazy. It's very, um, the art looks very well done. Um, very dark, but very well done. So I'm really, I'm really excited to you know this stuff. You know, they're going to have to, I, they're, they're, and they already are. They're going to have to bring the High Republic into other mediums. Um, I mean, we already have um the acolyte that's coming and from the again from the little i saw it's it, they're saying true it is the high republic it looks like the jedi look different you know the robes look different the aesthetic looks a little different um so you know like they're moving with this high republic thing and um of course we have the i believe it's uh, it is called the Young Jedi Adventures, I believe it's called. The, the animated show is going to be on Disney Junior. Yep. Um, and uh, we have the guy that's from Jedi Survivor, which is coming out next week, which I'm very excited for. Uh, but we have that guy that seems that that seems to be in High Republic robes. You know, I don't know if he's from the High Republic or if he just you know grabbed that off a, a rack somewhere. Um, but he seems to be wearing High Republic Jedi robes. So, um, you know, so we'll see what that has to do with anything. But, you know, there's a lot of Repu momentum with the High Republic right now. Phase two is coming to a close and I'm finishing the last adult novel for that. It's fantastic as well. Going through the comic, the comic has been um, I think the comic has been good as well. So all the material has been great. So I'm very much looking forward to that, um, to phase three dropping. Um, but Kendall, you have any thoughts on the High Republic phase three? Uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, I'm still, uh, 
I'm still a casual when it comes to uh, <laughs> <high> Republic. <laughs> right. um, you know, once it starts to break into the mainstream of Star Wars content, that's when I'll definitely uh, start to probably do more of my Wikipedia deep dives into some of these characters and concepts and everything we've seen from the High Republic era. Um, but... Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, obviously, you mentioned the Acolyte, you mentioned the Young Jedi Adventures, and, you know, Jedi Survivor having some High Republic stuff. I mean, we're getting closer and closer and closer to it being uh, just an accepted time in the Star Wars universe that, you know, you kind of have to know about, you know, if you're going to continue to follow, follow along. So, um, I'm, I'm curious to see in these next few, uh, you know, in the next year or so for, 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 for Lucasfilm how the High Republic uh, kind of it's launched into mainstream, into the mainstream, how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we're going to see um, we're going to see how that goes. Um, you know, I really, I think they're going to try because it's being very well received. Most, if not all, of their books have been like New York Times bestsellers. Um, and I mean, I mean, credit, kudos to them. They got they got quite a roster of authors writing for them. Um, and again, they're not, they're not just getting random people. They got people that are massive star Wars fans and very accomplished authors to, to write for them. Yeah. Um, which is very smart. And they did a very good job with that. Cause the story they're crafting here has been great. Um, and uh, they just opened a, sand, a, a whole new sandbox for all these other um, all these other creatives and these other mediums to just play with. And it's just, it's all been, been great so far. So I'm very much looking forward to, uh, this third phase and then everything else that they release, um, afterwards. Um, also shout out to, um, Christina Ariel, who was also a host of the, uh, celebration, um, of the star Wars celebration, uh, live stream. Uh, she also hosts the High Republic show, um, which is a good kind of recap thing. You can watch that and get a, and just get a get a quick five minute just synopsis of what's everything that's been going on. Um, but yeah, it's but yeah, she does a great job with that. And um, uh, though, don't watch that if you don't want to get spoiled. That's why I don't watch it, even though I've given her a shout out. <laughs> it is. Uh, they spoil everything on that show, but it is good if you want to just catch up with what's been going on in the High Republic. So I did want to, I did want to mention that as well. Um, all right, so we can uh, close the show talking about the Bad Batch. So the Bad Batch, um, season three, was also announced. Um, I don't know if a trailer was shown. Um, it, they might have shown something. I, I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, I don't want to guess. I'm not sure, but I know the season three was definitely announced. Um, definitely announced. They may have shown some footage, um, but you know, yeah, season after season two, I can't really say anything about it because kind of you got to watch season two. But um, very much looking forward to season three. Very much looking forward to season. Three. And they did announce this is the final season, so that is news. So they are, and I'm, and I'm kind of glad i mean they could only extend this so much yeah um 
You do but, wonder if those are characters yeah. that we wind up seeing in live action at some point. Yeah, I mean that kind of goes with the whole Rex thing as well. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would have thought, you know, you would think that we'd see Rex, and maybe we'll see Rex in Ahsoka. We don't know. You know, we didn't mention that either. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that is a question. You know, if we'll see any of these clones in live action, if we'll see Omega in live action, um, that's something they could certainly do. I mean, if Omega is a child, or you know. Or yeah, basically a child, very young, in um, the Bad Batch, um, which is I guess during the I guess now in the Imperial era, in the Resistance era, or beyond, she could be an adult. So, um, so Omega is definitely a character that can show up in something. So, um, so yeah, that that is there's potential for that as well. But we are getting the Bad Batch season three. Um, I believe that's coming next year. Um, but but it's great that we already have it announced. We know it's coming out, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, they they. I mean, I have to um, say the team that's working on the Bad Batch they've done a fantastic job. Um, with just with I mean with what they've been given in terms of you know background and story. I think they made the most of it. I'm very impressed with what they've done. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it all wraps up in season three. But Kendall, do you have any thoughts on the Bad Bash? Yeah, I mean, just said I got to catch up, man. I mean, obviously you're <laughs> right. saying that it's the final season is definitely, um, uh, is definitely interesting. Um, I wonder if, what we see from Dave Filoni in terms of animation going forward, because uh, that's obviously still his specialty. And we do, I mean, we have Tales of the Jedi, but it's got to be something else. Uh, obviously, he's got his movies working on and, you know, he's producing these shows. But, you know, I, w- I would imagine, I mean, the last time we went without a Dave Filoni <laughs> animated Star Wars show, you know, they ended up making resistance in that. You know, did not, uh, did not uh sit right with a lot of Star Wars fans. So, you know, we'll see mm-hmm. um what the future holds for Filoni in terms of that. And there's plenty of time between now and you know a couple of years from now. By the time we're gonna be without Star Wars shows, animated shows, but um, but similar to the last time this happened when it was like, oh, you know. Resistance is ending and Rebels is ending. Like, what's the next show? Like, there will be a time. I think it's, they're not going to answer the question now, but I think they have plans. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. When Resistance was ending, the next show was the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um. You know, apparently they. I guess they had been cooking that up for whoever knows who knows how long. Um. So yeah, something else has got to be. It's got to be coming. Something that's not Young Jedi Adventures. No disrespect to that. Of course, that has its audience, but something that is a little bit more mature. Um, and uh, especially with Filoni at the helm in terms of the creative direction, he'll definitely, I would I would imagine, insist on some kind of animation <laughs> um, being present. Um, like animation, again, meant for older audiences than, than very, very young children. Um, some kind of presence of that. Somewhere and they, and of course I'm sure they want to keep those people working. 
you know? Instead of just saying, oh, the Bad Batch is ending, all right, you guys can go find other work somewhere else. You know, like I'm sure <laughs> like I'm sure Disney and Star Wars Animation, Lucasfilm, they'll want to keep those people on board and because they're making good work that people are watching. So they're doing a good job. So I would imagine, um, you know, they'd want to keep bringing people on board to keep making good content, making everybody money, all that kind of good stuff. So. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, they do. They do do a good job. And I did want to give a shout out to the showrunners too, uh, Jennifer Corbett, um, Brad Rao. Athena, Yvette, uh, Portillo, um, and of course, Dave Filoni, obviously. Um, they do a fantastic job on the Bad Batch. Um, and a lot of them, they worked on Resistance as well, but, you know, this has been much better than Resistance. I can say that. <laughs> and look, no disrespect to Resistance. Is, I think it was just made for probably a younger audience than I. That's probably the best way to put it, but... Um, the animation resistance was gorgeous. Still, to me, for me, the best animation of all the animated stuff they've made so far. But the storytelling was just not on par, I think, with with what they're doing with what they did with Clone Wars, what they did with Rebels, and what they're doing with Bad Batch. Um, but that'll do it for this uh, second uh, part two of our 2023 Star Wars Celebration recap. Um, just to give my final thoughts overall, I thought celebration was fan. I thought this was a very fun celebration. It, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations in terms of what I expected. Um, I thought it was going to be a Soka Khan and maybe a couple and that maybe they'll announce a movie maybe, but no, it was much more than that. It was much, much more than that. They had a lot cooking. They got a lot going on in, in, in Lucasfilm. Um, you know, again, what a time to be a Star Wars fan. Very excited for all this content. Um, you know, I'm definitely not one of those people. Oh, Disney bought Star Wars. Disney ruined Star Wars. Disney ruined my childhood. Disney this, Disney that. We're getting more Star Wars stuff. And most of it has been good. Um, now, again, if you're one of those people, Star Wars belongs in the movies. I want to see good movies. And the the, the main episode titles have... If, if, in your opinion, they have not been good movies, then I understand you being very upset. Um, but most everything else has been very high quality. From books, comics, games, um, um, TV shows, quality stuff. So I'm very, very pleased, very happy with what they've, what they've delivered on. Um, you know, I've given Kathleen Kennedy and Kennedy, you know, we've given Kathleen Kennedy a lot of ish on our yeah. show <laughs> and rightfully so when it was deserved for the, uh, the movie, uh, the movie mishaps. And then there's the lack of a coherent story or lack of planning for the movie stuff. Um, but the, the stuff has been going on lately and then she, I think she's made good administrative decisions with giving Filoni the new title that he has which he may have kind of had that shadow title for a while, but making it official. And then, um, and then of course, everything that's, that's kind of been made since then is very high quality. Even Favreau, the kind of creative power that he had, he's had, uh, it's been great. It's been great. So I'm very happy with it. I'm very much looking forward to all this stuff coming out and just consuming all of it. But Kenna, what are your thoughts? Find any final thoughts on Star Wars Celebration? 
Um, I mean, I thought it was a good event, man. I mean, the the uh, I don't I don't really have any thoughts on uh, on this particularly, but one other uh, one other show, I guess technically two other shows that they touched on was they they confirmed the final season of Andor is coming. Ah, uh, um, yes, of course, yeah, you know, and that uh. They apparently showed it, footage for that too. Yeah, right? they did show footage for that. The little bit that I was able to somehow magically see <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> was not much. But you know, again, this, the, the 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 tone and tenor of that show is not going to be really felt through trailers. Um, you know, at least the significant parts of it. So um, maybe not, maybe not necessarily a trailer, but more so teasers. You're not going to really feel it, but. Um, but yeah, no, you know, we just excited to see Andor again, and obviously we got the Mandalorian finale this week, uh, so expect some big things from that, um, and that'll be our next show, we'll be recapping the Mandalorian, uh, end of the yes. season, and everything that's going on with that. Yes, absolutely, yep, we will be recapping the Mandalorian, um, you guys have that to look forward to, um, so... Definitely a lot to talk about with uh, there. Um, so, so you know, we'll be getting into that. Um, and they also did announce as well, Kendall, the next celebration will be at to- in Tokyo in 2025. So, you know, in other words, it looks like I won't be going to celebration anytime <laughs> soon, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Shamar, I know you were very upset about this announcement that it was going to Tokyo, man. Oh, man. Uh, nothing against the city, nothing against the country. Nothing, but, nothing. Absolutely um, nothing. You know, I think it's an awesome idea just from a non-selfish, just like, you know, Tokyo's a cool place, you know. Of course. So, sure, I mean, if I was somebody that worked at Lucasfilm that went to Celebration every year, I'd be like, hey, sure, let's go to Tokyo. But of course, um, and obviously there's a big Star Wars contingent over there. I do think it's a little weird that they moved off of the the Star Wars visions being a Japanese project and then announced that you're going to Japan for celebration. But some people speculated maybe they're announcing some sort of, you know, anime movie or something like that or a Studio Ghibli project or something like that. Um, You know, and that would be awesome. But, I don't know. You can announce. You can announce that in America. I mean, yeah, that, that does not have to be. You don't have to be having in Tokyo to do that. Uh, and like, I don't mean to be all America first. So why the you know American made or any of that? Can I, you know, I'm not trying to be like anti. You know, international globalism or whatever. You want to yeah, say. you know, I'm not trying to do any any of that kind of stuff. But I, I, I'm just. I don't know. I, I just, I, I just would like to go to Star Wars Celebration. And it's not an every year uh, event. It's not an every year event. And my thing is, you can make it, you can have a Star Wars celebration in Tokyo. Like, you can do that. You can have a Star Wars celebration in America and in Tokyo and in London if you wanted. You could, you could, you could do, you could do four or five Star Wars celebrations if that's what you wanted. Right. If you You just want it all, all have to be on the same scale. Yeah, they don't, they don't all have to be on the same scale. Like, man, like, as New Yorkers, you know how many times we wish that we could have gone to San Diego Comic Con? Oh, all, all the like, time, every year. Imagine if there just wasn't a New York Comic Con. Like there was just one year that they, that Comic Con decided to come to New York, and then every other year they went back to San Diego. 
Yeah, I mean, if Reed, if Reed Pop can do multiple cons, you got Star Wars, Lucasfilm and Disney can definitely do multiple and, cons. And for the longest time, and we went to Comic Con every single year, knowing that it's not on the same scale as the one that's happening in San Diego. <laughs> right. But we still went because it's just. And every year, event. it seems it seems to be less lower and lower on that totem yeah, scale, pole. Yeah, the scale lowers every year in terms of the panels and, to show. and what they're willing to show us. And we, you know, you still. You know, decide to go because it's 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 not only about that. It's not only about the reveals. You know, it's about the the atmosphere. It's about the community. Yep. And you know, if the the fact I don't I don't know why it's not every year event. Like again, the reveals I you can I don't need the reveals. Like yes, the reveals are cool for especially for somebody that's not going. But I mean, how many times like? Like, I mean, my biggest memories from Comic-Con and going aren't necessarily, like, the panels. Like, yes, the panels, I remember the panels. I don't remember every panel I've went to. There are plenty of panels. If you you told me I went to that, I was like, really? I went to that thing? I don't remember. But, like, but I remember just walking the show floor and, and seeing the crazy costumes of people walking around and the just interacting with different people. Those, I mean, those are the things that people remember, you know? And so, yep. yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, Shamari. Um, there's nothing to do with them not going to Japan, but if you're going to do it every other year, and then you're going to go to different countries every other time, like, how, there's no way to build a community. Yeah, I'm not, you know? I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of checked out. I feel like next, we're going to get an announcement, Star Wars Celebration 2027, Argentina, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, India. You know? Like, yeah, you know, we're going to Rio, you know, Brazil. Like, yeah, making it's like a World Cup or the Olympics or something. It's like, come we'll on, put it in Dubai. You know, <laughs> yeah, Abu the Dhabi. United Arab Emirates or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, like, like, I get it. Star Wars is a global brand, but um, as Americans, like you said, obviously it's selfishly. You're like, you've only had one celebration since COVID. And it was in California. And you didn't tell people, like, oh, you better go to this one because we're going to start to go overseas. So this might be your last shot. I mean, there's a good chance we would have gone if we knew that was the case. We do yeah, there's a case. good chance, Kendall. There's a good chance. <laughs> but we, we thought, oh, they'll be back. And you know what else? Not to make this a rant, I apologize for everybody listening, hoping we just end this show. But I hate to make this a rant. But you know what else? And the next time I'm gonna be able to go to celebration, I'm gonna be probably be like 40 years old. No offense to anyone that's yeah. 40 listening. Shout out to everyone <laughs> 40 and up listening. I mean, 40 years old. I'm gonna be, you know, doing God knows what in my life. Who knows? My life would be way more complicated by then. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody, else, everybody else in the states is gonna be that much. There's gonna be that much more crazed to get those tickets, and they're gonna say, "Oh, tickets are gonna go live at noon." Hurry up and get your spot, and the site's gonna crash, and no one's gonna get any tickets. And yeah. you know why? Because they don't have it every year. It's now in the United in the U.S. It's once every ten years now. Yeah. Because they want to make it a global event. So I don't know. All, all, all overall, it's just. It's I, like, just I don't even I don't like that's like some like World Cup stuff. Like this is like some Olympic <laughs> stuff. Like, really? No, there are those are the only two events. That I can think of that like are in a different country every time, and it's not every year. Like on a, just a random country basis, we're in a different country every time. 
for his event that millions of people would like to go to. That's the only, those are the only two things that, that, that can equate to it are the World Cup and the Olympics. And you know what? When the World Cup is in your country, like, that's the only thing people want to do. When the Olympics <laughs> is in your country, right. it's the only thing people want to go to. So, like, because it's so rare. So the fact that Star Wars Celebration has become the Olympics or of cons, it's become the, 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 the World Cup of conventions is, is ridiculous. I don't Just like have it. multiple. Just... Or have it every year. If it was every year, I'd be willing to be all right, you know, whatever. But like, you know, it'll be back in four years. Be exactly. Four years. Have it every, every single other year. year like it's every other again, year, like if you on. tell me that twenty twenty seven is going to be in Abu Dhabi, then you know we may not see this thing until twenty twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of just at this point. I'm kind of just resigned. Just, I don't know when I'm going to go to Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> you know, I don't know when I'm going to go to Star Wars Celebration. I just don't know. You know, I don't know when I'm going to get to go. I mean, I could just, you know, suck it up and just go to Tokyo, try to learn whatever little Japanese I can. And But that's too much. Wow. But my thing is, that's too much of an experience. That's like a whole. I have to plan a whole vacation outside of that. 2027 just is that. the 50th reunion of. A New Hope. So I'd imagine they'd want to make sure that that was in the States. But I, I hope know. so. They may not care. Yeah, they may not care at all. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, uh... that could be the that could be the impetus for them saying, let's make sure this is in Japan because we got to make sure 2027 is in the States. I mean, yeah. I hope so. You know, I would I would think so, too, but. And and it didn't Star Wars premiere in like Los Angeles as well. The original Star Wars, I believe, like so. first premiered in in, in L A. Great, another West Coast. Yeah, which look, I'll go. I'll go to the West Coast. I'll go. Right, that that I'm. You know, I'll complain less about. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll just that I'll do, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the only thing. That's the only bummer is that it it will it will not be. In the U.S., they'll still shout out to any international listeners, but it will not be in the U.S. Um, so uh, I won't be able to go. I would, I would hope, I would have hoped that we could do have some kind of um, something to report back, or maybe even some video or something to, to share. Um, but nope, nothing, nothing at the next celebration. That I, that's in Tokyo, so the hours are going to be really wonky there. I don't know. If they're gonna be live streaming that or yeah or what, I might just have to be like I'll just watch whatever is recorded, I guess, um, uh, for that one. But um, but yeah, next one's gonna be in Tokyo, so we'll see. Uh, you know how that one is. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be great. Tokyo is a fantastic place. Um, I haven't been there, but it's on my very high on my list of places that I want to eventually go to. Um. So I'm sure that'll be awesome. Um, so that'll be interesting. In a couple of years too. So it'll be after we've seen a lot of different things. So it'll be it'll be very very interesting. Uh, but I think that's a good place to end this show. Uh, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Um, as we mentioned before, we will be ending this. We or we will be um, uh, having our next show be the Mandalorian uh, season three review. Uh, so we will review the season. We will review the finale. Um, 
So we'll give you guys our thoughts on that. I may try to see if I can get uh, Zach on that show as well. We'll see. And if not, then I may try to get EJ on that show and try to get somebody on that show. Um, so we'll see how that goes as well. Um, so yeah, please tune in for that. That'll do it for this one. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.